The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. So our out-of-body loved ones have this impetus to help us as they're learning how to unpack understand some of the patterns that they perpetuated during their years in the physical body. And they are extremely interested in communicating with us and helping us do that. You see, channeling is a wonderful thing and they can tell us the things they love and prove to us that they're here with us. But we're moving into our energy right now. Part of our evolution is moving from communication, which is a wonderful thing, into collaboration because isn't that what we wanted here? Which brings us to the idea that in these times right now that are so, well, I'm sure we've heard the term unprecedented times many times before. But right now with the challenges we're going through and with COVID and with so many people leaving without the chance to say goodbye or to have those words or to have the comfort, we here on the physical plane are left with an offering, with a need, our need, our need to talk to them and tell them how we feel and how much we love them, maybe talk about the conflicts and how, you know, when somebody goes out of body, we're not just grieving the loss, although that is so big, but we sometimes are grieving the potential to allow things to unfold, to allow things to heal, for the conversations we hoped for but didn't know how to start. And so what we're doing along with them is trying to find a way to heal, trying to find a way to communicate. Well, the communication is yours. That's your birthright, you see. When you came in body, you understood. You knew how to communicate with people out of body. You did it until you came in body. And then we have distractions, and that's a wonderful thing. We become attached to the earth plane, and we become distracted so that we could learn how to be here. We came here, it's a choice. 
It's a choice to learn who will we be with the illusion of limitations, will we be kind and generous, with the illusion of having to find ways to get by in the world where out of body we don't have those challenges. So we learn to rely on each other, we learn how through love to lift each other up. And then sometimes through trauma, through grievances passed down, grief that hasn't been expressed, grief that hasn't been processed. So unfortunately, so many previous members of the generations before us didn't have the opportunity to express their grief. They were focused on survival. So many people have post-traumatic stress and do the best they can. So many people came out of families with trauma and yet they survive and they do the best they can by their children, by their families. But how much was suppressed? How much were they unable to really partake with us? And so we're feeling their frustration as they go out of body and understanding that they could have created such a platform for communication and love and resolution just like we are. We're here, they've gone out of body. How do we resolve? How do we hug? How do we let them know? Well, like we started to say, when you come in body, you do remember. If you are around babies and you tend to watch them, they're always looking over somebody's shoulder, laughing, smiling. They are literally looking at the people they left behind who held them before they came in. It's so interesting when channeling, very often babies will make themselves available when in the, in the out-of-body space and channel in that they're planning to come in. There might be a few, there might be a couple. They might not be aligned to come in for several years, but they're aligned with you soul-wise wanting to come in. You see, we travel in packs like wolves. We're soul families. And always, it feels as if some members are in body, some members are out of body. So wouldn't it be lovely to not only communicate, but to collaborate? Now, for many of us, how we saw, how we felt, it never went away. I was very fortunate for me. I, my first memory, actually one of my very first memories altogether, because it was very intense and yet not frightening. I watched, I was two years old, and I watched my grandfather literally leave his body. He had gotten up and done his morning ablutions, and then he lied down to take a nap. And I remember distinctly my nose barely reaching the, the top of the mattress and just watching him. And he rose up out of his body, and yet his body was still there. And he realized I was watching him. He told me, and I, I believe at this point, I've been trying to remember, I'm not sure if I heard it in words or if I heard it telepathically, because to be quite honest, most of the channeling I hear is telepathic. I hear it in my mind. I don't hear it audibly. And it's interesting, a little aside, so many people channel so differently and tend to negate their own ability because it doesn't match up to somebody else's ability. I'm hearing from so many younger people that they don't quite see the same way that I see, and we'll talk more about that, and yet they perceive so much. There's no right way and there's no wrong way to do this. But you have the ability. You've always had it. It's your birthright.
So my grandfather floated up. And in the next scene that I remember, I'm standing outside on the front step and I'm watching him ascend. He's just floating up and up and up. And he looked down and he said, don't worry, I'll be back. I wasn't frightened. Um, my mother tells me, or told me she's out of body now, but told me, you know, when I was older and I asked about it, that she had called an ambulance to come and that he had passed and it had happened quietly. And um, it's interesting, her memory, of course, is not the same as mine. But you see, from then on in, he came back, you see, and he wandered about the house and I would ask him questions and he would have conversations. Eventually, when I was talking about this to my mother, she started asking me to ask him questions, and I was quite puzzled. Well, why don't you ask him? And she explained that she couldn't quite hear them the same way. That puzzled me, but hey, I'm a kid. That works. I'm good for something. I can channel him. The time came years later that we're looking to move from the house, so we had a little sit-down, and my mother said, will he come with us? And I heard him laugh, and he says, oh, well, he's attached to us and not the house. Of course he'll come with us. So I was very fortunate in that whatever the ability is to perceive that vibrational level stayed with me because my mother basically told me it was a very good thing. She said she could feel them, but though she couldn't see them the same way, she was very encouraging. Now, that doesn't mean there weren't challenges and frustrations as I got older, especially being a kid out there, I'd be listening to people and out-of-body people would show up and start talking. It was very hard for me to hold on to the conversation that was happening in front of me. And of course, socially that didn't work well and I started to pull back and it was really hard. I, I've learned that, and I think that this might apply to a whole lot of people, some of the things that we feel, the anomalies, the strangeness, the things we get picked on and bullied for, are the things we most value when we get older. I know that I'm in that position now. I wouldn't change this for anything. But it came with a lot of growing pain, and maybe yours did too. So here's the thing. We want to get to and understand the comfort level that we can have communicating with them. Now, we have to talk about grief. It is very normal to grieve, and grief lowers our vibration. What does that mean by vibration? We all vibrate at a higher frequency or a lower frequency, depending on how we're feeling on every, any given day. That's, we're vibrational beings. That's how we exist. Out-of-body people, once they're out of body, they vibrate at a higher frequency. What does that mean? Well, for some reason, I've been able to spontaneously channel my whole life it means that apparently I must go up to that vibration. Yes, we can expand that vibration. I've learned that it's, I love when it happens spontaneously, but if I want to sit with someone and literally channel for a couple of hours, I will ask for my vibration to go higher. The people out of body and the beings and the entities out of body will knowingly and purposefully lower their vibration a bit so that we can meet in this middle space so that I can hear them consistently for that couple of hours. There's so much we can do to raise our vibration. What does that mean, raising our vibration? It seems like divine consciousness has given this lovely conundrum it, it, it's a perfect puzzle when you understand how it works. 
How do we raise our vibration? We do it with all of the things that are here on the physical plane that are joyful, sweet, babies, puppies, sunsets, flowers. It's interesting because sometimes people will ask what I do after channeling for a couple of hours. Well, I can say I'm pretty hungry. That's pretty grounding. But I like to get my hands in the dirt. There's a kitty. You hear the kitty in the background meowing? I don't know if you can. Animals love this. We'll be talking about animals too and about how animals love to come and communicate with us even how animals, because we, you know, we have soul animal pals, because we have a longer life expectancy, our, <laughs> she's meowing, she wants to let you know, sometimes our animals, and very often, ah, she's weighing in on the subject, they will go out of body, and they'll stay near us, and they'll come back again, they'll incarnate with us three, four, even five times in the course of our lifetime, because they're soul-hailing animals that need to be with us and we want to be with them. Really beautiful when you understand how that works. And it's interesting because talking about the communication and collaboration, we can do it with our animal pals as well as our out-of-body loved ones. We can do it when we didn't get to say goodbye. We can do it especially, especially think of who needs the reassurance the most. Children who have gone out of body, they still need their parents. They still need that reassurance. One thing I am told to tell you is they don't like the word lost. Oh, no, they don't. When somebody says, I lost my, and they're, no, 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 no. You see, the parent is feeling lost. The parent is feeling lost because they're not feeling or knowing yet on a conscious level how close that child is. Is the child close? Of course, they're not lost at all. They know how to find us. The proof is they found us when they came in now, didn't they? You know, I was mentioning earlier how when I'm channeling for someone, you can see the out-of-body entities who are waiting to come in, maybe to their child and to become a grandchild, maybe to come in to a friend, maybe to come in for them. They know where they're going. They're never lost. But boy, oh boy, when we have lost on the physical plane, we are lost. We feel lost. I'll never forget when my mother went out of body. I didn't expect the feeling of literal dizziness like the rug is being pulled out from under you. I, I was walking around and even though it was imminent and I knew that I would be able to communicate with her eventually and that it was better for her to not be in her body, I'm still in the physical body and I'm walking around and literally falling over. We have to respect and understand that the physical body needs to, really needs to, honor the grief. And that means crying, carrying on, screaming, yelling, whatever it is. Maybe you're quiet or maybe you just need to go out and hug a tree. The kitty is meowing again to remind me. You see, you hear? She's reminding me to tell you that animals play a major part in this. There are so many things we're going to be covering, and it feels as if just so much wants to come in all at once, and the cat's meowing like crazy. Do you know how often it comes in if there's a sibling who is grieving, or somebody who can't get in touch with their grief or is afraid to talk about it? Our animals are here to help us align with that. Vibrationally, they will help us lift our grief. 
To stuff the grief doesn't work. Many of us know that. I tried. Didn't work. Got cancer. That isn't the only reason why. There are a lot of reasons. It isn't just cause and effect. But, you know, like anything else, lack of forgiveness, unkindness towards ourselves, what we beat ourselves up over, we know that's not healthy. If we understand that grief is a needed part of the process, and that grief literally, literally lowers our vibration, we might be tempted to stuff it so that we can dance at a higher vibration and communicate, but it isn't going to work, not in the long run. So the best direction is to go towards anything with joy. And if you're able, if you're able, to talk about, and I was going to say receive in here, but don't worry about that yet. If you're able to go in a place in your heart where you can tell stories about and laugh about and share, hopefully with another living being, and again, human, animal, trees, nature, divine consciousness. Now, as we're looking to receive their direction, and as we're looking to open up and raise our vibration, one of the most important things we can do that's conducive to doing this with ease and without worry is protection and intention. This has been channeled in over many, many years. I think 30, 35 years ago, I was doing the first half um, it's morphed and changed, and I recommend that you take in the idea of protection and intention. One grandfather channeled in, why don't you just think of the Greek letter pi? And once you understand how this works, you could just think, not for the it's mathematical part, but maybe it's conducive somewhere. But protection, breathe in, and intention, breathe out. Because it's nice to remember that every breath is mouth to mouth, resuscitation with divine consciousness. And when you really stop to think about it, there's a figure eight happening with the trees. There's an, there's a figure eight of an infinity. We breathe out and feed the trees their breath and they breathe out and feed us our breath. And that's why anything in nature raises our vibration because it takes us back to the purity of the divine consciousness breath. So what does it mean, protection and intention? Well, if you're going to, and of course, if you're listening to this, your desire is to increase and expand, and you have, again, the ability to do this. I really don't believe I have any moving parts that everyone else doesn't have. I was encouraged to do it by my mom, and I liked it. And for me, being kind of socially weird by being able to hear people probably helped me to be more in this world than the other. And it would be so lovely not to have to struggle between two worlds and integrate them and let them be one and live in that space where we're able to embrace all that the earth has to offer, all that the divine consciousness has to offer, and yet be able to download hear, be aware of, not all the time we're living our life, but be able to hear and feel and communicate. And again, leading to collaboration. So I'm going to share with you the mantras I use. I recommend that you change it up, make it your own. 
Use the words that resonate for you, okay? And I'll break it down and explain as I go. The first part is, you can use I or we. I'll use I for right here, right now. I clothe myself in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. So what we're doing here is, well, divine consciousness, I look at that as the all. We are part of divine consciousness. We are. We are the light. And all of us are. So what does that mean? Well, it's, an, it's a porous robe of light. It's not blocking anyone else from coming through. It's not bouncing other people's energy away from us. It's porous so that we can feel. And I also recommend, I use the words divine consciousness. You could use God, nature, my own higher consciousness, your own higher consciousness, any of the avatars that align with what you, you're feeling. But you're asking for that robe of light from a divine place and it is a protection, even though it is porous. Now, because it's porous, we have to set our intention. You see, you don't want to block any of the energy, but you don't. You do want to be discerning, and you don't want to have to stop and think about the energies that are coming in. We're opening to these energies, so we're going to put the protection around us and then state the intention. I wear it not only for my own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it, will be drawn to divine and healed. So you see what that does? It invites all energy to come in. But if they're going to communicate, if they're going to have an energetic interchange with you, they have to be well-intentioned and on a higher frequency. Now, does that mean that there are people out there or entities out there that are looking to annoy us or whatever's going on? Well, there might be people on the earth plane that you might not want to hang out with. We're not talking about evil. We're not talking about, but we are allowed to be discerning. And so when we do this intention, we're asking that all energy be on the higher plane for healing, and then we can go further. So that's basically the protection and intention. Eventually, you could just think it and and pull it in in a breath, feel it in your heart. You can do the words, you can do it out loud or not out loud. It aligns us to be receiving the vibrational communication from those whose intention aligns with our own. And there we have it. After that, you can ask mom, dad, sister, brother, child, doggy, kitty, whoever it is, let's direct our energy. I am here for you. I'd like to talk to you, and I'm sending love out to you. We're always looking for them to communicate with us. I've heard from, oh, God, almost every child that I've channeled from. My mom says goodnight to me every night. I need that. Or you're still my mom. I need you to just tell me. You see, while we're in grief, while we're in grief, we might not be able to pick up the communication, and that's truly the physics of the situation. When we're in grief, we're vibrating at a lower frequency, and we have to allow that because we are in the human body. 
And that can really slow up our ability, literally, our ability to hear and discern. But that doesn't mean they're not with us. And that doesn't mean that they don't need from us. Hey, Dad, I know you went into the hospital and I thought I'd be able to communicate with you. Maybe they held the phone up. Maybe they didn't. But I need you to know, is it too late because he went? No, it's not. And here's one thing we also need to know. Nobody goes out alone. Nobody does. We might think of somebody alone in a hospital room. We might think of someone just feeling, going through this transition and we'll transfer in our mind what we, what we think might have transpired. But one thing I've learned from channeling is that our loved ones will perceive and be surrounded by those who went before. Even the ones they perceive are mad at them. Even the ones they might be mad at. You know, the ones who caused the problems or perpetuated those patterns, they're usually the first to show up because they've been out there working on it and wanting to help us. So they're looking to collaborate. They are wanting so desperately to collaborate with us. Here's the deal. Communication is wonderful. And we'll be talking about all the many ways they can communicate, how to raise your vibration, how to feel their vibration, how to have physical cues so that you can feel them and know that they're there. We'll be covering a lot of ground. But right now, right now, take a deep breath. I like to refer to a feeling that comes in as the wave, when they give us a little hug, and maybe you're feeling it, maybe you're not. Maybe you're feeling it and thinking you're imagining it. Maybe you're getting it in waves. But we'll be focusing on how this best works for you, because you are capable. But what you can be doing right here, right now, is collaborating through your communication by telling them that you know, that they're working on this, that they're with us. Just about everybody out there wants to relay to their loved ones that heaven wouldn't be heaven if they couldn't be with their loved ones. Some people are told, and they're afraid, not to bother those who are out of body too much. Well, here's the deal. If you're doing it in the way that continues cooperation and collaboration by raising your vibration, you're not going to get into trouble that way. If you're sitting in a dark room and only trying to do that, the communication, without the higher vibration, it will not work. And that's why it feels to me like a grand divine conspiracy to set us up. And the key for us is to honor the grief and allow it so that we don't become, you know, as you've heard, dis and ease. We've, we've heard that, you know, when we're not at ease, then we, we become ill. And we don't need to do that. We really don't. It might happen, and we can focus on letting it go. Like I said, when my mother went out of body, I physically felt like I was staggering around. We are impacted physically. Allow it take note of it, and understand that you might not be downloading as quickly as you'd like to when it comes to your own channeling. Honor wherever you are. 
but still look up and tell them what you're feeling. Tell them you're frustrated. Tell them your need because their need coincides with ours. We might be wanting to fix things or we might be frustrated in ways that we weren't able to at least fix an aspect. I wanted to be there with them. If they could have hung on another day, if the plane hadn't, it is what it is, and our grief is what it is. But the healing continues with the communication and the collaboration. And so when, when you look up and you are communicating, you are already collaborating, easing those who are out there. Because you see, they're, they're not worried about the same things out there. They're certainly not worried about death. <laughs> they, they know that life continues. Even the ones who didn't believe it, they laugh and they say, wow, you know, you know how often I, I have people channeling in who say, okay, this is what I used to believe, and I have to tell you this because otherwise you won't believe it's me. Now let me tell you what I've learned. They want to take what they've learned and help us with it because you see the biggest scary part for them they are not separated from us. Again, heaven wouldn't be heaven if they couldn't have access to us. Do they miss us the same way we miss them? No, of course not. They can see us. They can flop down on the couch and watch a TV show with us, and they often do. They stay current with music, especially the younger folks. Oh boy, do they. They're with us. They want to be with us. And so by reaching out for us to be able to feel the true nature of the collaboration that they are already working on. We have to honor our grief and not, well, of course, we'll be frustrated by it. And of course, we're going to go up and down. And of course, this isn't a beautifully wrapped package that we can understand. You're going to have moments. You're going to have times where you don't know if you can keep going sometimes. Here's another thing I've learned, and we'll be talking a lot about all these different subjects as we go on. But you know, you can't cheat the system. If somebody tries to go out of body to be with someone they love, they usually end up in a therapeutic and a, re a rehab setting to find out why, even in the midst of such grief, which is so understandable on so many levels, why they went against their own life's breath their own mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation with divine when they still had a mission, when they still had time here. So we're not saying it's going to be easy. Grief is not easy. But there's always a window. There's always a beam of light going straight from you, straight up. It's how we're connected. It's We are always connected. We are the divine light. So as frustrated as we may be, even when we feel we can't do anything to come out from under, hug the kitty, borrow someone's dog, go outside, stick your nose in a flower, admire the bumblebee, but don't stick your nose in there. Look at the butterflies. Watch for the birds that come. And it's comforting. But while you're looking for these things, most importantly, reassure those out there who need the reassurance that you know that they're not lost. Don't forget, we found each other. We're soul families. 
And if there's something to resolve from somebody who you don't feel is in your soul family, but yet played a big role or maybe blocked your energy for a while, there's still healing to be done. Even if you're frustrated, put it out there. It's so interesting. They want us to match up with what happens during a channeling session. Somebody might be so desperately looking for their child or their mom or whoever it is, and three people are going to show up first. And those three people, the mom might stand to the back, and kids are often so polite, oh, they'll let everyone else go first. Sometimes the person out there is the one who's been angst-filled because they perpetuated a pattern, and they weren't kind the way they wished, and they wished they had done for you or they wish they had more consciousness. And so they are desperate to let you know that they have learned. And you can let go of the pain that it caused you because they understand now. In other words, we're being led in our evolutionary process to do our healing here, to do some of our life review here. And sometimes that involves the entities that have gone out of body. And yet the key we can't obsess. We can't get dark with it. We can't just go running amok and running into a cave with it. But because what sustains our energy to be able to maintain the communication is high vibration. And the key, the perfect beautiful key, is the embracing of the beauty on the physical plane. So we're going to have so much to cover signs, how to raise your vibration, animals. Oh my goodness, there's so much. I really am excited about sharing some of the channel stories, having guests so that they can share their stories, understanding that we are not limited in any way, but we're here for a purpose. And even in our grief, when we feel that there's nothing, nothing, Open your eyes if you can and look up and just say hi. Look up and say I know even if you're not positive. Then let yourself cry because you don't know. But I can tell you for sure what I've learned from channeling. The loved ones are here. Those who are past, they are present. They are present. Now, they're not peeping toms and they're appropriate. And again, you're doing the protection so that if you have a situation that you'd like to resolve something and maybe that person had some toxic behavior, when you do that protection and intention, you're aligning yourself. You're not blocking. You're not blocking loved ones. But the intention and the communication has to be about love expansion, and healing. We're learning too. Not every thought of ours isn't always like that. They're going to get frustrated with themselves just like we do. But what we're doing is that we're, we're walking hand in hand with a shared intention, with this shared knowing that we are together and we are never truly separated. And they're here to help us because they know the truth of that even if we might have forgotten. And so if you've forgotten, you're hoping that it is, or if you're remembering back to those moments that happened, and if you're getting the wave, it's happening whether you're conscious of it or not. And many of us were taught to let our mind get in the way, to think too hard about it. 
here's, here's what I'd like to share with you. If I think too hard about channeling, I'll get in my own way. If I think too hard about or try and make a list of what I'd like to share with you in this venue, my brain will get in the way. So I'm collaborating with divine consciousness as they download. So I really can't tell you, you know, even if we have a guest, even if we have something we'd like to talk about, I'm not positive the direction it's going in because it's accommodating the need of the people out there. And we're collaborating right now. And this is how it works. It's a network that we can't see. And that's one of the big things that we'll be discussing is when you understand how the network works, you know how we network with each other here when we have support groups. Oh my goodness. One of the most beautiful things you can do is go to a support group where you'll have like-minded people and you can take a breath and feel like maybe you don't have to explain yourself or what you're going through. But I look above people's heads and the loved ones, oh God, even especially in groups where it's for children, they're hanging out. They're with you if you're there. They're looking to communicate, but you know what they're also doing? They're networking with each other. Yes, they are. They're making friends with each other. Do you know, sometimes I'll work with a mom's group and or a dad's group or parents group, and the kids out there will become friends and they'll start showing up in each other's sessions, even that they didn't know each other while they were here. They'll support each other. People out there will head up networking groups. Kids have groups to figure out how to get through to their parents when their parents don't know how or don't believe that they can get through to them. Believe me when I tell you how much you can ease their concern. Suffering, no. They know they have access with us. We might be suffering, missing, of course. And so, so many kids have said, I cry when you cry. It isn't that we have to not cry so that they don't, but let's let our tears of grief, of the world turning upside down, of things that cannot be expressed in words, things that defy any logic. Let's turn it into relieving, looking up, and just saying, I am so heartbroken that you are out there, but you're there. And I know we will find not just a new language, but continue our collaboration. Hold out your hands and know that you can feel this. Let your heart be open and know that this is happening even if the mind tells you it defies logic. Very often at the end of a channeling session, I'm told to tell people that they might be lightheaded and that their head might be wooshy and that's because they've gone to a higher frequency. If you've allowed yourself to go to a higher frequency, and of course that's why you're here, that's why I'm here, that's what we're doing right now. Notice that your head might be lightheaded or you might need to cry. Drink a lot of water. 
but you're in a different frequency. Maybe you're comfortable here. Maybe you're just going to keep flying with it. Respect what the body is trying to tell you. If you get a slight headache, a little bit of strange thing going on behind the eyes, a little bit of sinusy stuff, that's some grief coming up. That's okay. Drop down to your heart. You see, <laughs> this happens with the mind so it won't get in the way of the heart and the gut adjusting to the knowingness of your birthright. Because when you were birthed in, you went from the arms of the entities that are out of body, in body. Because you're wearing your coat, this beautiful body, this vehicle that you're traveling with to expand your ability for experiences so that you can learn about the world and yourself. You're not anything less. You're still that spiritual being. This is yours. Don't push it. Don't worry about it. Don't work too hard because this isn't work. So I believe the work of grieving is very, very hard work sometimes. This is looking up and even within the grieving, saying please, saying hello, saying thank you for being. The reason we love, the reason we grieve as hard as we do, is because we love. If we didn't love, we wouldn't be grieving the way we do when somebody goes out of body. That love continues, and the beautiful thing for those who have gone out before us is they already know that. So while they are not lost, they might feel that we're lost emotionally until we know this truth and know what we do. We do. We're reminding ourselves of the expansion and the knowingness. There's a plane going by. I don't know if you can hear it or not. But we've learned to fly. Wouldn't it be beautiful to learn how to fly the way we already know? The way we already know how to expand. And again, communing with those who have passed, it's not a danger to us physically at all. It's the raising of our vibration in the healthiest way possible. By blessing our existence and each other with laughter, camaraderie, sharing, even if it's tears, and all of nature and animals. So we'll be talking a lot about this. If you'd like to reach me, you can go to marilyncap.com and ask questions. I'm very excited about continuing with this and about hmm, coming up with ideas of how to go about it and then learning how to take direction, just like we're doing together, on what best would suit us at this moment in time. So in the meantime, take a deep breath. Allow yourself to relax. And allow the light to fill us up. Let the, the, the divine consciousness light fill us. Let it permeate us. Let it fill us up. Let, us, let it emanate from us and expand to all as we remember together that we are the light. We are divine light. And we're always connected. And you've got this. Bye for now.
Thank you for sharing this energy and space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.